and this is podcast 51. Um, and me and Megan are here today to talk about macromolecules, which if you don't know what those are, we're going to tell you <laughs> <laughs> because I don't have a great definition for just macromolecules. You, um, not as like an overall. Okay. <laughs> me neither. Um, but we, we're going to discuss, um, macromolecules and why they're important. Um, and you know, just like the basis of what you should know about them, especially on like a health and wellness journey. If you're trying to lose weight, build muscle, um, or just maintain your health. Um, so we'll jump right in here. Um, that's okay with you. Yeah. Um, so let's talk about what the general ones are. So, we could be very specific, but I think for this, we'll keep it broad and just stay with the three. Yeah. That cool? Yeah. Okay. Um, so our, our three broad macromolecules are, um, are protein, carbohydrates, and fat. Um, and they are consumed via the diet, although the body can produce them um, in low quantities, but when it's starving, <laughs> but we don't want to starve. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, yeah. Um, I'll let you talk about a little bit like about the role of each if you want okay. so that people just understand like why we even care because it's like, okay, like who cares? Yeah, we know what they are, but we'll start with um, protein. Cause I feel like that's everyone's favorite. Yeah, it is everyone's scary, favorite. Yeah. If you say. <laughs> um, so protein's super important, especially when you're going to the gym, trying to build muscle because that is what creates those building blocks. Right. It helps restore the tissues, help the muscles grow. All of that. Mm-hmm. Um, the carbohydrates, I feel like some people are kind of scared of. They're like, oh, no, like too people many carbs. are scared of carbs. <laughs> they hate them. You know, what some people don't realize is carbs are in just about everything. Like fruits, vegetables, it's not just like bread, rice. Oh, yeah. That. I um, hear many times people are like, oh, I don't eat any carbs. And I'm like, oh, you don't, you literally don't water. eat any? Like <laughs> You just eat meat. Like nothing, <laughs> like meat and like cheese and sometimes there's even carbs and cheese but and cheese and like then you go to bed that's it <laughs> and they're like oh i eat vegetables oh uh, yeah so vegetables are carbs um just so everybody knows so those are important yeah. because that is that's like your body's gas like putting gas in a car that 100%. is your body's main source of energy right um it helps your brain function you don't have carbs your brain just right it yeah it's the only energy source for your brain like sugars from carbs is the only thing your your brain can rely on um and if you don't have any, then your brain literally stops working because it can't utilize uh, protein and fat to function. So, spring up fat. Yes, the oh. scariest of the scariest. all the macros. <laughs> <laughs> Misunderstood, we'll say they are. Um, I think most commonly, I get like so many people that are like, "Oh, like I don't cook with any fats," or like eat yeah. any fats. Mm-hmm. Like even if they're not cooking with it, like eat any. Or like they won't use dressing on their salad. Right. I'm like, well, your the little micronutrients in your food actually don't get absorbed. Right. Without fat. Yeah. A hundred percent. So you need fat to absorb a lot of vitamins and minerals. Um, and on, on top of that, fat in, in general is um, usually made or like uh, consumed to produce hormones. Mm-hmm. And so on top of like, you know, not um, absorbing any minerals or vitamins from your food. Um, if you don't have any fat in your diet, you're, you're not going to produce very many hormones that are like vital to functioning in Mm -hmm. general. So, um, 
I understand why fat is scary. One, fat is like um, more calories per gram than protein and carb, right? Protein and carb is uh, four kilocalories per gram of whatever's consumed and then fat is nine. Um, so it, it is, you don't need as much of it for sure. Like when you eat it, but you do need it. Like you can't just avoid any of these because you will not function very well. Mm-hmm. So, um, <clears throat> since we've talked about them a little bit, I feel like, so we have our little paper here, but we just wanted to, you know, talk about sort of like daily recommendations. I feel like you would know more about this, um, because does everybody know that you studied this? Okay. Okay. I was going to say, I know that you, I think you announced it on the podcast. That's great. Um, so Megan's the expert. I'm just here to, to talk cause I'm a talker. Um, but I think it's good to sort of explain, um, now that we know more about them, you know, maybe like what the recommendation is for somebody who's, who has a certain goal or like if they're active, not active, stuff like that. So, um, I kind of just started with maintenance. Mm-hmm. So just like your everyday, just Existing, going to work, daily right. activities, not trying to lose, not trying to gain any of that. Mm-hmm. Um, 25 to 50% should come from protein, mm-hmm. 35 to 50 from carbs, and 20 to 35% of your diet should come from fat. Mm-hmm. I feel like some people see those numbers and they're like, well, that's like a huge range. Right. Yeah. But I feel like once you start tracking, like looking at it, you realize it's really not. It's not a huge range. And I mean, this is out of, you know, a set amount. Like we're talking, you know, if you eat like 1,900 calories a day. Fit, like at the top end, 50% is going to be, um, is going to be protein. Mm-hmm. And that's really not that much when you think about it. I mean, it's mm-hmm. really not. So, um, yeah, I mean, the numbers can be scary. There's a wide range. Uh, all of this is bio-individual too. Yeah. Um, but these are kind of just like, not, not necessarily arbitrary, but just like generalized numbers for people who literally have never even thought about tracking Um, or just like understanding what amount of their, um, calories should come from. Um, but yeah, so, so people who want to lose weight. Um, so weight loss, Mm -hmm. the protein will go up a little bit. The minimum for maintenance is 25%. The minimum for weight loss is 35. Mm -hmm. So you'll have that 35 to 50% range. Mm -hmm. Um, 25 to 35% is coming from carbs. So those are a little lower and then the fat gets a little lower as well. 20 to 25%. Yeah. And you'll notice too that protein always stays, I mean, kind of consistent. Yeah. Protein should be your most consistent one. And actually it's the most underconsumed macromolecule there is. Like people don't prioritize protein. Um, And I feel like either they do or they consume way too much. Yeah. 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 (laughs) So it's either like absolutely none or like we're eating a ton because we're aware that we, we don't get enough. So, um, you don't want to overeat it cause it's just really hard on digestion, but, um, you do need to prioritize it, especially for the, uh, for gin pop. They like, it's definitely something that people should pay attention to, I think. Um, and then muscle gain is similar range. Yeah. Yeah. Muscle gain, the protein is about the same, but you want your minimum to be 35% mm-hmm. or higher. Your carbs are at 45 and then your fat drops to 20%. Yeah. So carbs is huge (laughs) for muscle gain. (laughs) If anybody was wondering. Almost half. Yeah. Almost half. Um, And that sounds scary, but we're not talking like you're going to eat a whole loaf of bread every day. You can eat, you know, you can fill that with vegetables and fruits and stuff that has vitamins and stuff like that. So um, let's talk about uh, exercise because, you know, all, like I said, all these are bio-individual. Um, 
And, you know, if you exercise more, like we said, weight loss, muscle gain, stuff like that, those kind of goals, um, you're going to be changing these numbers around a little bit. Um, so the main point I feel like I want to drive home because I think it's misunderstood a little bit, especially like weight loss is marketed, mm-hmm. right? A lot. And people just think like, oh, I just have to start myself. Um, but really, um, when we're talking about these numbers <clears throat> and especially for weight loss, like you do need to be in a caloric deficit. Like that's literally the only way that you can lose weight, right? It's not like you can't drink a special tea or something like that and lose weight. Um, they do market that. Yes, they do. And (laughs) don't buy it. Just come to us instead. We'll help you. Um, but I think, um, what's important is that is to know, like if you're eating 2000 calories a day, a caloric deficit is not cutting literally down to a thousand calories a day. Like we still need to, and that's why these macromolecules are so important because we need to understand how much, even if we cut down our calories a little bit, how much of each of these we still need to get. Yeah. And I feel like that's what a lot of people don't understand is just to exist, like to breathe, to have your organs functioning right. to, or like, even when you're sleeping, you're burning calories. Yeah. So I feel like a lot of times, like you said, sometimes they'll cut to like a thousand calories a day, mm-hmm. but like depending on your muscle mass, your fat, all of that, it right. changes how many calories you're burning. So yeah. my body sedentary, not doing anything all day. Mm-hmm. The last time I had it like calculated out was 1700 calories. A day. Right. Yeah. And that's if I was just going to lay in bed all day. Right. And just, yeah. If you were literally <laughs> just not doing anything except for breathing. Yeah. Uh-huh. So I, I that's a great point. I mean, pe- we just, we need to understand that like, there's no reason to starve yourself, which is why we're talking about this today. Um, all of these are important. Um, and even if you're, you know, cutting down or going into a caloric deficit or, or something like that in order to lose weight or like something like that, or just, you know, cut, um, cut down some like overall bodily fat, uh, accrual, uh, you do still need to prioritize protein, carbs, and fat, and you have to get enough in order to just live so that you don't have brain fog and you don't have organ, like not necessarily failure. That would be extreme, but like they're going to slow down. Yeah. I mean, they're going to, they're going to slow down eventually because how do, how do they work without it? You know? So, um, so like we said before, it's, it's individual per person. Uh, it's going to depend on whether you're active, whether you're sedentary. I know personally, when I, I don't train here anymore, obviously, I, I think most people know that now because I used to train a few people <clears throat> now and I'm now I'm kind of just the back end. But um, I know personally that a lot of my clients previously here and before um, found that they could eat a lot more when mm-hmm. they started working out, especially with a personal trainer who's going to push them a little bit um, and still lose, lose weight. weight. Yeah. So I thought, I I always think that's fun. I love when people figure out like, oh my gosh, I don't have to starve myself. I can eat a lot and also still lose weight, but because I'm being active, you know? I feel like I had that recently. Someone who was just like not eating like 600 calories a day. And I'm like, well, you need to like quadruple that. Right. And they're like, what? Yeah. And then they started eating. They're like, oh, like you're right. Right. Yeah. Because your body just goes into this survival mode of I'm going to hang on to anything and everything. Right. Metabolism just wants to slow. Flatlines. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I mean, on top of that, you have other organs that are involved, your digestion tanks. If, you know, if you're not taking in a lot of food, it's, it doesn't really feel like it has to work. So it slows down your thyroid tanks. Um, 
which is a huge player in metabolism. Um, so there's lots of things that'll happen if you really start to like cut down on your calories with no purpose, especially if you're active. Mm -hmm. Um, and so we want everyone to understand too, that like, um, when we're talking about weight loss and stuff like that, um, you don't automatically need to cut your calories. You should really work with somebody like Megan who knows what they're talking about. That way they can kind of guide you through, um, which macromolecule is important to prioritize at what time and, you know, how much exercise and activity you're doing versus how much you're not stuff like that. Um, this is also going to be, um, sex dependent because, um, you know, most of the time, most of the time males can usually eat more than females and still stay leaner. I would say. Thank you. hormones. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) I mean, we do have like a a large biological job and, and bearing children if we choose to do that. So that our body is protecting that, but we do not get to eat as much for that reason usually. So, um, I don't, do you want to talk about allergies or food aversions? I know that they had mentioned that. I don't know if you're, if you Um, know a lot about that. I mean, I guess in like what form? I I don't know. (laughs) So we were, we were supposed to talk about it. I guess. I feel like food aversions maybe a little bit. Yeah. Um, I mean, cause that can affect like your diet, your Your intake. Yeah. It's just like Mm -hmm. finding like what the aversion is and then is it significant to your diet, significant to your lifestyle? Cause if it is, then it's something you need to try and figure out. Right. Yeah. And I think, um, to now that we're, now that we're just touching on it a little bit, like an allergy or a sensitivity, I mean, the two most common ones that people see usually when they're like looking at somebody's diet, right? Like right now, or, or some common ones are like egg whites or eggs in general and like broccoli. And, you know, people would look at that and be like, well, you know, that's a large part of my diet, especially like, like me, I eat egg whites every morning. So if I had to cut those out completely, I'd really have to find a new way to get protein in mm-hmm. the morning. Um, so that's also something to be aware of. I think, um, if you have like, or like, you know, if we're talking, um, like veganism or veg or people who are vegetarian, um, those it's a little more difficult to get yeah, a I protein like- source, a little more difficult. People are, have gotten really good at it. Yeah. But, I feel like you have to be willing to cook and actually be more mindful of what you're eating. 100%. Just- yeah. Yeah. Whatever. You, and a lot of times those people do know their macros really well because they're aware that their diet doesn't allow for sources that are a lot easier to get protein from, you know, um, doesn't mean you can't, it just means that you, you need to be more aware of it. So, um, anything else you want to touch on or about that? Not that I can think of. Okay. Okay. Um, so, so, at Zero Doubt Club, we talk a lot about eating whole and natural foods, right? That's important. Mm-hmm. It's 100% important. Don't let me talk you out of that. Um, but I think a lot of times it gets confused where people are like, why do I need to know about macromolecules if I'm just going to eat healthy food? You know, like I've had a lot of people ask me that. And honestly, I really didn't understand it until not recently, but like pretty, pretty recently, a few years, like, for me, it was just like, I was like a hundred percent a macro counter and like whatever I could fit in 
to the amount of calories I needed that day, I was going to do it, you know, because I, whatever I wanted, I would just have it. And I'd be like, Oh, it's this many calories and subtract it. And that's what I eat. Um, but it's important to know both because your body needs micronutrients. It needs vitamins. It needs minerals. It needs water. Um, and macros can sort of fit into understanding, um, how to eat healthy, but also how, how much to eat during the day, I think. And prioritizing whole foods doesn't mean that you shouldn't understand how much you're eating, I think, is, is kind of where I go with it. What, what do you think? I agree with that because I feel like sometimes people, like, I don't know, I just think of my friend's mom, for example, mm-hmm. where she's like, oh, like a whole foods, like healthy diet. And yeah. she'd like track it. I think it was like Weight Watchers or something. So everything was like by points. Of course. Yeah. And she'd have a salad and it'd have all of these things on it. And she'd be like, oh, well, like it's zero points. But like those do add up, whether it's just yeah. a fruit or just a vegetable, like it, it's still something, right. it's still calories, it's still macros, it's still yeah. all of these things. A hundred percent. So I feel like that's also why like a lot of people fail on certain diets goals yeah like whatever their goal is yeah and I mean the same can go the opposite way like I've I've known people who are like um I prioritize whole food and so I just um like they under eat you know like they're I want to build muscle um and I but I'll only eat salad because I'm only prioritizing whole food or something like that and you're you're like "Mm, well you're not getting like yeah you're not getting a lot of stuff that you need in order to meet that goal. So I think <clears throat> that's where the the two kind of align. And of course like no matter what we talk about like whole foods are important. So if you want to go one way, prioritize whole foods, you don't need to count. But I think it's important to do both. Um I feel like that's why it's important to understand the macros and if you are doing like oh whole foods right. understanding what is each macro? Yeah. Am I getting enough? Even if you're just eyeballing it, like being able to see on your plate, okay, I have my carbs, I have my fat, I have my protein. Right. And like a relative amount, yeah. right? You know, like you don't need to be like the, the bodybuilders, um, which no hate at bodybuilders. I have lots of bodybuilding friends, but like, you know, they take their scale everywhere mm-hmm. and they weigh it and you know, all oh, of this many grams, I got to take one piece of rice out. Okay, fine. Um, you don't need to do that. But if you can eyeball it and be like, oh, that's around a cup and, you know, a serving size is a cup and like this is brown rice and I know that's also good for me. So there you go. You've checked all three boxes. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that's where it becomes important. Um, And you also you don't you don't want to overeat. If you have a certain goal, you don't want to undereat. You want to keep your body healthy um, in the right spot. The example I always use is I think I put it on here is an apple. Because, um, you know, apples fine, especially organic apples. Like you go and pick it off the tree. You're like, this is lovely and it's going to make me not hungry. So I'm going to eat it. Um, but then you go home and you're like, uh, I have a, a goal to gain muscle. Fine. But you only eat apples all day. <laughs> well, you're only getting carbs. I mean, you're not, you're not going to have any hormones, which doesn't allow you to build muscle. And it also doesn't allow you to function optimally. Um, and you're also not going to get any protein, even though an apple was great for vitamins, minerals, you know, stuff like that. Um, that's where the difference comes in. And also you need a wide variety of, of vitamins and minerals, right? Like you can't just eat the same foods all the time because then you're not getting a variety of, of different things unless you literally 
every single day have prioritized eating the literal rainbow. And then that's different. Yeah. I feel like that's a good example. Cause I've had friends who are into like bodybuilding, weightlifting that eat yeah. the same every chicken, day. rice, broccoli. And it's yes. the same every day. Yes. Like maybe it just changes a little bit with one of those things. Yeah. And then they go and get blood work done and they're like, I'm deficient in everything. Right. Yeah. And yeah. Like, well, yeah. And they're like, but I'm eating healthy, and mm-hmm. it's like, but you're eating the same exact thing. Right. And, and how many vitamins and minerals can you really get? I mean, you're only getting what's in those foods. You're not right. getting anything else. Like at least switch your veggies, right. switch your carb source. Yeah. Like. Or another one I, I've noticed too is like, um, we're not going to talk about sodium because that's really deep, but, um, you know, like people will only use Himalayan sea salt, like pink sea salt. And I'm like, and then they go and get their blood work done and there's no, there's, their thyroid is zero. Their, their thyroid hormones are zero. And I'm like, you're not getting any iodine because the only <laughs> iodine we get is in like fish or like really dark leafy greens that most people don't eat or salt, right? Yeah. In, in America. Um, and so, you know, there's just small things that you can be aware of. And, and this is one of them that really makes a difference in your health journey, um, which is why we both think it's important. I'm sure the rest of our team does. <laughs> I hope. <laughs> I'm sure the rest of our team does. Um, but yeah, so I think the last thing we should talk, I mean, this is going to be a fast one, but I think the last time, uh, the last thing we should really talk about is um, for people who do, like after they hear this, they're like, oh, maybe I do want to track, you know, just giving them an idea of like, I don't know if you do. I, I still do um, track a little bit. Um, especially when I'm like, I have a specific goal in mind, but maybe just like the basis of what it is like for macromolecules in general. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like it's actually cool. Cause our zero dot club app actually pairs with a simple one, like my fitness pal. I love my fitness pal. Um, it has a thing you can scan barcodes. Mm-hmm. It automatically generates, or you can search an item. Um, and it'll give you a breakdown of your percentages. And then also on the app, there is trainer eyes and it gives you the breakdown that we talked about earlier oh, for That's cool. maintenance, yeah. maintenance, weight loss, muscle gain, all of that. So you can kind of see how your percentages add up to like your actual goals. Yeah, that's great. I didn't know that they had that. You, everybody used that. <laughs> that's and then cool. your coaches can see that too. <laughs> yeah. So. so then you know, right? Yeah. yeah, that's that's really cool. So we can see like literally everything that is logged, the breakdown. Nice. Everything. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean that's a great resource. Um, I, for anybody who has a specific goal in mind. And like I said, we don't need to be neurotic about tracking or anything like that. Not like, you know, bodybuilding athletes, like they have a reason to do that. Right. Mm -hmm. People who don't have a reason to do that. Don't need to, don't need to like weigh out every single ounce of food and stuff like that. But if you do have a goal, it's not always a bad idea to just learn how to do it. And that way, when you do look at things like, Megan said earlier, when you look at like a plate, you're like, yeah, that's way too much potato. Mm-hmm. Like I, I need to, you know, take some off and, you know, maybe add a little bit more protein or something like that. Really just like how you can make small adjustments, um, for your goals. And like I said earlier, like <clears throat> if you are interested in tracking, um, you know, when you do track the, the basis of macro tracking is literally just math which if you don't like math, sorry, I don't like it either, but that's what it is. Um, and every gram of carbs or protein is going to be four calories, right? Like, so, so you can automatically, um, know that. And then fat is nine. 
fat, one gram of fat is nine calories. Um, so if you wanted to just not, um, start right away with a coach and do it. And you just kind of want to figure out for yourself, which is, that's perfectly valid. I did that at first. Cause I was like, I'm not good enough to work with somebody yet. I need to like, know what this is. Um, that's how you start. And you can kind of just play around with it and stuff like that. And then when you have a goal and you want to use, utilize this for a goal, that's when you come to somebody like Megan or the rest of our trainers. Um, and they can help you. And I feel like once you do it, even for a couple of weeks, you can start to identify by yourself or like you realize after a couple of weeks or a couple of months or however long it is, you can do it without having to track. Yeah. And 100%. stay on that same. I agree. Um, yeah. Like for me specifically, like I've been doing, I've been tracking for so long. I don't need to like really do it anymore to know certain things. Like, like I'm like, I buy like bananas and stuff like that. Like I automatically know the amount of calories and like at all bananas are way a little bit differently, but I mean, you can guess, right? You're like, Oh, this is probably 25 to 30 grams of carbs. Okay, fine. Like I already know. Okay. So, um, you just get used to it. Right. And then your mind kind of works that way. And it's not always unhealthy for your mind to work that way. I mean, I, I think, um, it can get bad. I mean, I've seen people have developed eating disorders from overtracking and being so super neurotic about it. Um, but like I said, like I wouldn't, I wouldn't recommend, I obviously wouldn't recommend being neurotic about it. Um, but I don't think it's a bad thing to understand where your food is coming from and also how much you're eating, right? Like it's something that most people should be aware of, especially people who have a specific like physique goal or health goal in mind. Like you got to make some sacrifices and one of those mm -hmm. sacrifices might be just understanding how much you're eating. So and I feel like a lot of people will sometimes be surprised at how much or even how little they are eating. Oh yeah, for sure. I, I was always, when I first started, I was surprised. I, I literally ate nothing. Like I was like, I, like you said, um, I think you said you had a friend earlier who was eating like 600 calories or a, a client. That was me. I was like, how am I eating so little? It feels like I'm eating so much, but your body just gets used to mm -hmm. under eating, under eating or overeating. So it is like a habit, a new habit that you have to make. Um, just understanding how to eat. Um, and it's, you know, it's demonized a little bit, um, but also people struggle with it a lot. So I understand. Um, but this is a great place to start um, with understanding food. Um, and then also working with a coach who knows what they're talking about um, when it comes to this kind of stuff so that you can get the help that you want if you have a goal. So anything else? I think we covered the basics. This was a quick hitter. <laughs> I don't know if I've ever made a podcast this short. A lot of info all at once. Yeah. So <laughs> if you have questions, please reach out because this is a lot of information. It's kind of heady, right? Like we talked about math and nobody likes math. Um, so, you know, um, but reach out, reach out to Megan, especially not. I mean, you can reach out to me, but Megan knows more than me. Um, so, yeah, this was great. We'll see you next time. Cool. Thank you. <laughs>